Welcome. This is Karen Modakaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. Hey, hey, hey. I'm back. Well, actually, I'm still not back. I am down under in Australia, but I will be sharing my travels with you at a later time. And it's interesting that here I'm in Australia and I'm talking to you about today's show, The Promised Land. But before we get started on today's show, I have a question for you. It's really, really important. Have you left your iTunes review today? And don't worry if you don't listen on iTunes, whatever player you use, have you left your show review? Why not? Is it because you're waiting for the perfect answer? Remember, we don't do that here. (laughs) Is it because you're like, well, I'm not exactly sure what to write. I've got the great thing for you. I have questions that you can use to prompt you to then write. And here's the thing. Give yourself the constraint of 120 seconds, 120 seconds, two minutes to submit your review. And the reason I say give yourself that small constraint is that we're always like, oh, I need 10 minutes. I need 20 minutes. I don't have time. Give yourself a small amount of time. We have two minutes. Give it and don't do it perfectly. It's all okay. Here are some questions. What's your favorite thing you've learned on this show on how she really does it? You can share why do you listen? Why do you spend time listening? My kids would want to know. (laughs) Like what? People choose to listen to you, mom? Okay. Why do you recommend the show to others? And if you're not recommending this show to others, start doing that, please. But so why do you recommend the show to others? You can also talk about what do you love about this podcast, whatever it is, the interviews, the Wisdom Wednesdays that are coming back, or the monologues, deep dives, mini-sodes, right about that. What's your favorite learning? Why do you recommend someone else giving up their valuable time to listen to the show? Share, how do you listen? Are you housekeeping? Are you going for walks? What are you doing while you're listening to the show? As long as it's kind of rated GPG. All right. So now we're going to go back to the promised land. So the promised land for me, the irony of me being in Australia and talking about the show is for the longest time of my life, that was the promised land. Like, wow, this great place to go to in Sydney and so on and so forth. But that's not what I'm talking about today. What I'm talking about in the promised land is this concept of the end result that we're all striving for, right? If I do this, then this. If I do this, then this. It's this place that we go where we're finally, finally enough, finally safe, whatever it may be. It could have been once you graduate from college. It could be once you get married. It could be once you get your job. It could be once you have a certain amount of money, whatever it is, it's this promised land. So Martha Beck, who's been a guest on the show, she has this concept called the change cycle. And there's these four squares. So follow with me on these, these four squares. Square one is the death and rebirth square. And so we're really dissolving all the things that we believed were dissolving. And you want to think of it, she uses it as a, as a caterpillar in this square. So that's square one. And often the mantra in the square is, I don't know what the hell is going on. And that's okay. 
Next is square two. And this is a square that for the longest time I stayed away from. It's the dreaming and scheming. I'm really good at the scheming, but sometimes the dreaming would be, it's kind of like joy for me. It's a little bit too vulnerable. But (laughs) square two is where the caterpillar starts to cocoon itself and is in a cocoon. And there's this dreaming and scheming that going on. The mantra for this is there are no rules and that's okay. Some of you may really like that. I like that until I don't because I also like structure. Now, square three is my favorite square. It's where I do a lot of coaching on. This is my area of strength. I'm usually a square one and a square three coach. But square three is the hero's journey. And that's Joseph Campbell, the hero's journey. And (laughs) the mantra, be prepared, is this is much worse than I expected. And that's okay. And so in this hero's journey, the thing about the butterfly, the butterfly is coming out of the cocoon. And then what Martha had taught me was so often we want to help the butterfly come out. But if you do that, the butterfly will be weakened. And so you must let the butterfly go through the struggles, right? And this is the the rising strong, the daring greatly. This is These are the falling down moments. This is what I work with my clients on. I don't take away their problems. I don't fix it for them, but I walk through. I hold out my hand and I help them back up. So the hero's journey, there's such strength that comes out of it and resilience. And some of us want to quit and run the other way. And square four is the promised land. That's the destination, my friend. That is when we get into full flight, you're the butterfly and you're living your best life ever. (laughs) Now, here's the thing. We have an illusion that once we're in the promised land, there aren't any problems. When I was on this quest personally to be it to the promise, I'm like, gosh, once I get there, I'm not going to be anxious. Once I get there, I'm going to really like myself. Once I get there and all of this stuff, you know, it was like, that was going to be the perfect life. I think about my husband, he goes with his buddies every couple of years, they do these guys trips. And one of the guys, Clifford, who I love, he's awesome. He's always like, can't we go to some place where there's beaches and blue drinks and we can just sit around? Because they're always like, my husband likes to go on these like grueling, they go to these crazy places because he was always wanting to go and do this rigorous stuff. And they're such good friends, they go along. But Clifford's like, I just want blue drinks and sandy beaches. Can't we do that? Doesn't ever seem to be the option. So the promised land, there's not the hardships, right? That's the illusion of it. But here's the thing. In the promised land, you may be in that land in certain parts of your life, and then in other parts, you may not. And there's so much pain that comes along with the promised land, because I have lots of clients who are in the hero's journey. They're in the death and rebirth. They may even be in the dreaming and scheming, depending on which arena. So like I'm thinking about a client who is in the promised land. She loves her job. It's just holy moly. Every day, it's so much better than the day before, right? And then now in this whole scheme of dating, she's like, uh, really in square one that I don't know what the hell is going on. It's too vulnerable to even get into dreaming and scheming. And that's okay. So we have these different squares that we're in in our lives. Now, the pain of the promised land is that we have these illusions of what it's supposed to be. One is we believe that we deserve it or we don't deserve it. And then that's why, therefore, we can't be in the promised land. So if you really want to be in a loving, connected relationship and you don't believe that you are worthy enough to be in there and, well, my friend, you don't have to be worthy to be in the promised land. 
and the same thing with like money. Some of my clients are in the promised land when it comes down money. And it's because of certain circumstances that they're there. They could have created it by their work ethic or whatever, or it could have been inherited. But it's not a matter of deserving. It's a matter of this is their reality. So let go of, do I deserve to be in the promised land? Because we all do. And don't think that you don't. But don't even attach deserving. Like this is just part of the journey. These are the change cycles. The other pain of the promised land is, will I be able to keep it? Will I be able to stay here? Oh no, it's going to be fleeing. It's going to be out. Well, though, one thing I can guarantee is that in this change cycle, you're constantly moving through different squares. Again, certain things. I mean, I can say I'm in the promised land in the sense that I'm with the love of my life. I love him. I'm not interested in anybody else. And <laughs> there's messinesses of being married, right? There's irritations <laughs> that maybe we don't like each other that day or that moment. And that's all okay. It doesn't mean that we're not in the promised land. It just today is not. And at some point, as we get older, our relationship's going to change and the dynamics, unfortunately, you know? So understanding that the promised land isn't something you have to hold on to graspy wise, even though we think we do, it's about being there and being present. The other illusion about the promised land that I've seen come up is that it shouldn't be hard to get to the promised land. If I just make the right decision, it won't be hard. Remember that hero's journey, the hero's journey is filled with struggle. Not that we need to make it over struggle. I'm really good at that. I can overthink it, overwork it. Sometimes it can be hard. Sometimes it can be easy to get into the promised land. Just don't think you have to make the right decision. That's just adding more dirty pain. Or that getting to the promised land is only easy. There's none of these absolutes. So here's the truth about the promised land. The promised land is all of it. It's the joys. It's the frustrations. It's all of it, right? The journey to the promised land to take full flight. There's light. There's dark. Like even if you're a butterfly, there's going to be dark times. There's going to be rain. You know, even in the summer days as I watch the butterflies moving around outside. There's all parts all feelings in the promised land. And there can be the beach. Like I think about when I was down in Mexico last year, it was gorgeous and beautiful. And and then there were some rainy moments or there's some overcast. I was still in the promised land. It was wonderful. So there's all parts of the promised land and noticing what parts of your life are really in the promised land and what areas of your life may not be. And it's okay. It doesn't mean you're not in the promised land. So here are some examples of the different arenas. Maybe your education is done. You've gone through the grueling tasks of going through school and becoming educated. So you have your degree, your degrees, and that is the promised land. Like you go, okay, this is good. I am done. I'm not going to be in that struggle, right? Or maybe, you know, like I love my home and it's my promised land. And you know, rarely do I look for another, like, go, oh, I should live someplace else. I'm really clear. I love this home. And so I'm not looking, I'm not spending time. I'm definitely in the promised land. Like I said, marriage, are you married? And you're like, I'm with my life partner. Maybe it's financially, maybe it's like career-wise. You're like, yes, this is what I do. I'm a partner in a law firm and I love it. And you do that, or you're a doctor, whatever it may be that you do and you just love, or maybe you're a swim coach and you're like, I love it. So the areas that you may not be in the promised land are, guess what? All of those. Maybe you're not done with your degrees. Maybe you haven't found that home or created that home that you just love. Maybe you're not in a partner or maybe you're at, you've ended a marriage or a partnership and you're now single and, and figuring that out. Maybe financially you're not where you would like to be. Maybe career-wise you're in your next chapter. It's okay. Maybe it's about personal development for you where you're like, oh, 
on the outside, everything looks great. And on the inside, I hate myself or I beat myself up. Okay, that's okay. Maybe it's in your friendships. Maybe you're not on the promise line with the friendships that you have. Maybe you've outgrown your friendships. Could be also that you have lack of self-compassion. I notice how I laughed about that. That's not funny. But the irony of that, we want compassion in our lives and we want others to give it, but then are we giving it to ourselves? So that's all okay because those areas, maybe they're not on the promise line, but maybe you're in square one, square two, or square three. My clients tend to be in square one and three with those. We're working through those. So what are you to do with this information? The first thing is so important is that enjoy the promised land. Look at the part of your life where you are enjoying it. I had a client years ago where she'd launched her daughter, was off to school, and then her daughter graduated from college, and then she'd launched her son. And financially, they were in a really good place, and they created this life. It wasn't that either of them had come from this kind of a situation, but they created a life where they were very comfortable financially and in their life and in their forever home and so on and so forth. And I remember she said to me, she's like, well, Corinne, you know, we're trying to enjoy it. <laughs> and I, I said, why aren't you enjoying the F out of it? Like, just enjoy it. But that's really vulnerable, right? Because we're afraid, like, if I enjoy it, what she's going to drop, if I enjoy it, is the universe going to slap me down and say I'm too much? So my friend, when you're in the promised land, embrace it, embrace the promised land, because it's not if it's when the shit storm's coming. There's still going to be a storm no matter where you are, what tropical place, blue drinks and sandy beaches. There are storms that come through. It's okay. It's not because you enjoyed the promised land. So embrace it. And then when you're in the promised land, you must acknowledge when you're in it, what arenas own it because that fulfills you and that fills you up and gives you that resilience for the arenas where there's a struggle and be okay with the mass be okay. We so don't want the mess because we make it mean about ourselves that there's something wrong with us or we're making the wrong decision or we aren't good enough, all that indulgent stuff. Be okay with the mess and move through it. There's always messes, not always like some beaches, they clean up after you, right? But there's going to be messes for you to move through. So that's okay that there's messes instead of arguing that there shouldn't be, be okay with the mess and then look at moving through it. Here's something that's really important is know that there will be regression. So, and during the summer, we have this program called the Little Monsters, and it's quite a magical program. It's four and five-year-olds, they're non-swimmers, and the parents don't know it, but I have this whole agenda that these kids are going to swim between 12 and a half yards to 25 yards by the end of summer in eight weeks. We've done it for 15 years or however long it's been. And at first, all the kids are crying and, you know, and there's all this drama and stuff. And I'm like, it's going to be fine. This is the mess. This is the mess. And about week four, I went out to one of the sites to the pool deck. And it was so cool because one of the kids that was crying the week before was on a kickboard. Two other kids were swimming across. It was so cool. And the mom was like, wow, she's made so much progress. And I go, absolutely. This is part of the magic of it. We, so that's why some parents call it aqua magic. And they said, yeah, Monday was so hard, but today is great. And I go, oh, and next week, they'll be hard too. That's part of growth is regression, right? And so in Martha's terms with the change cycle is you have square four and then you have a catalytic event and then you go back to square one and it's the death and the rebirth. And it's this constant evolving change cycle that we're in. It's okay. It doesn't mean you've made a mistake. It doesn't mean you're bad. And then really, really important, really, really important. Go back 
to enjoying your promised land. Maybe it's for five minutes. Maybe it's for 30. Last night I had a board meeting and then I was home and a little bit earlier and my husband was out gardening and I grabbed my coaching chair and I just sat out there while he was doing stuff in the garden. And it was just so nice. And it was, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. We're just checking in with each other. And it was nice to see the flowers and talk about it. And, he, and I just was sitting there. He was the one that was doing the work. Because <laughs> I would be okay with plastic flowers. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't think all that work is necessary, but it is. But that was my little promised land. And the rest of the night, I can't say was in my promised land, but there was 15 minutes of just connecting with my husband, who's the love of my life and talking about our day and what was going on. So know when you're in a promised land, enjoy it. Understand that there's regressions, be okay with the mess, and then work on areas to move other parts of your life into the promised land. So here's now your turn to go and test this out for yourself. Identify your promised lands, which arenas. And if you're having a hard time, I want you to go back five, 10, 20 years ago, right? So 20 years ago when I was 27, what did I think my life was going to look like? You know, or shoot, when I was 16, if somebody had said, wow, you're going to, you know, have this man who just so loves you, who you so love, and there's so much common interest and you guys care about things so deeply and about people so deeply, right? Especially when I was 16 and, you know, the guys that I liked weren't, we weren't of the same values, but oh my gosh, I'm totally in the promised land and there's still shit shows everywhere, right? So go back. What did you think would be amazing that you've accomplished? So if you're having troubles finding your promised land, that's one way to do it. Once you've identified your promised lands, embrace it, own it. It's okay really enjoy it. Just by, because you embrace it doesn't mean that somebody's going to take it away. You don't need to stand on a rooftop and announce it to anybody. You don't need to start a podcast and announce it to anybody and just embrace it and know that not all areas in your life are you going to be in the promised land. And that's okay. Really? It really is okay. Allow the promised land to be messy, have the falling down moments or the storms because my friend, this is all part of the process. Growth, evolvement, fulfillment is unfortunately never stagnant. So just enjoy the heck out of the promised land because there's enough coming for you later on. All right. The promised land, let go of the illusions, embrace all of what it is. There's beautiful parts of the promised land. There's parts of your life that you're not going to be in the promised land right now. And you can move towards that. I'm really excited for you to go practice embracing the promised lands in your life. All right, before I go, have you signed up for the September workshop? It's coming up. It's the virtual workshop and virtual workshop. Did you know is as highly effective or even more effective than in person, the virtual coaching. So it's virtual. We're going to look like the Brady Bunch because we'll be on the screen. It's called Zoom. It's one of my favorite things and I'll be doing group coaching. This workshop is life transforming. There's a link in the show notes. It's the mindset workshop and it's in September. I'm so excited for you to join us. And until next time, I'm smiling big for you. My friend, you know that your voice matters. It matters to me. And so we're going to do two things here. We're going to one practice on your voice mattering and you owning your voice. And the other is preserving your brain juice. So the first thing I want you to go do is share your voice, leave a review of the show on iTunes, 
tell me what you love. Tell me why you're here. Your voice matters. And the second thing, if you haven't done it already, preserve your brain juice by making sure you hit the subscribe button and you're subscribed to the show. I'm smiling big for you. I can't wait to give you a shout out on the show in the future. On a lake, she is dreaming, she is drifting, never been so wide awake.